welcome to the Ditch That Textbook podcast, a daily show to equip, inform, and inspire educators to teach with less reliance on the textbook through technology, creativity, and innovation. I'm your host, Matt Miller. Let's get started. This is episode 18 of the Ditch That Textbook podcast, and I am coming to you today from San Diego, California. I'm coming to you from the pirate ship, actually, um, here at the home of Dave and Shelley Burgess, uh, the the pirate couple, I guess you could say. Dave's the author of Teach Like a Pirate, and he's sitting right here with me. Hello, Dave. Hey, Matt. Great to join you. All right. And we were just chatting about how it being March, um, we are right in the thick of March Madness. And, you know, me being from the Hoosier State, obviously basketball is really big over here. And basketball has been a big part of Dave's life, too. So we thought this would be kind of a cool thing to to talk about. And I know that... um, you know, March Madness is one of these things where people get all excited about basketball um, kind of during this one month, especially uh, college basketball, even if they don't pay attention to it for the whole rest of the year. And um, there are some things about March Madness that um, teachers could sort of use in their classrooms, right? Are there, are there any ideas you've got along those lines, Dave? Absolutely. So I wrote a blog post in 2013 called Repurposing March Madness, where we talked about taking all the things that draw people into March Madness and trying to layer those things into your class. It's kind of a mindset. It's a way of looking at the world and saying, how can I use that? Like when you see millions of people being drawn to something as a Teach Like a Pirate style teacher, you have to ask yourself, what is it that's going on here? What is it that's drawing people in? What are the human nature elements that are a part of this? And maybe I can add some of those things and layer some of those things into my class. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think I think if we kind of just keep our eyes open and our minds open all the time, then yeah, if we're just constantly asking ourselves, how can we use this in the class? I think that's that's cool. And there's some there's some certain elements I think of um, of the uh, the idea of March Madness that that I think kind of play in. Are there are there a couple of things that that you have in mind that that they could potentially pull in. Absolutely. I'll tell you one thing that's engaged about March Madness, brackets. Brackets are engaging. There's even a whole science called bracketology. I know people who haven't watched a college basketball game in five years, but they follow their brackets. They fill out a bracket and they follow what's going on in these games with the brackets. So how can we take our content and maybe put it into brackets? Maybe uh, as a U.S. history teacher, maybe I'm going to put the presidency of the United States in brackets and kids have to justify using historical knowledge why one would move past another in, in historical battles. What's the most significant date in U.S. history? Just having the kids come up with the dates to fill out the bracket would be pretty good, pretty good activity, but now they have to justify in battles using their knowledge why one date would move past another. Who's the most influential person in the history of the world? What's the greatest scientific invention of all time? Uh, but uh, If you're an English teacher, you could put the books that all the kids have read into a market. March Madness bracket and have a March Madness of books. So brackets, whenever you see something across from each other in brackets, your brain wants to move something forward so you can use that tactic strategy to engage kids. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that. Uh, you know, I've even seen out on Twitter, um, you know, they're, they're like pitting uh, technology tools against each other in brackets and everything. And, you know, so teachers are having fun with it. And I would imagine you could probably even just have fun with that and it wouldn't even have to tie into your content. I mean, just doing something for the sake of having fun with it would be good too, I would imagine. My neighbor wears a shirt that has brackets on it. It has like zombies and humans and ninjas and pirates and 
everywhere he goes, people talk to him about this shirt because it's a conversa- uh, conversation starter. Like if you had a bracket on your board when kids walked in and it had vampires, werewolves, zombies, ninjas, like all these things, on it, do you think some kids would have some opinions about that? Of course they would. Like do you think a kindergarten student would have some opinions? Yeah, a senior in high school? Absolutely. In fact, Matt, I think it's one of the few subjects that maybe a kindergarten kid and a senior in high school could actually have a really good discussion about. Brackets are engaging. Yes, yes, I totally agree with that. Oh, my goodness, that would be awesome. Now, uh, one of the things that we were talking about, uh, I know in um, Teach Like a Pirate, you touch on a little bit on the uh, the Butler University basketball team and how they they made it so far into the tournament for several years. And anyway, you, you touch on that a little bit. And I think one of the things that um, people have loved about them and of, you know, teams like George Mason that came a long way in the tournament recently, um, is that sometimes you have the underdog that kind of comes out of nowhere. And is that, I mean, you were talking about the, the things within March Madness, they're inherently engaging. And I think, I think the idea of an underdog is too, or the, is there anything we could use with that? Do you think? Absolutely. So that's one of the, it's like when an underdog team that no one's much heard of knocks off one of the big dogs and makes that little run through the tournament. People love that underdog story. That Cinderella story, that David versus Goliath storyline is powerful and it draws people in. It's human nature that that draws us in. So we can layer that in. Like, for example, I repositioned my Revolutionary War unit based on this principle. And I emphasize the underdog nature. I would say to the kids, like, who do you think we are? Who did we think we were? Standing on the green in Lexington, our little farmers and merchants, poorly trained, poorly equipped, in front of the most powerful army on earth. Nobody thought we could win. People mocked us. And then I tell the story of how we rose up and defeated them and became a country. I can get kids ready to knock down a wall chanting, USA, USA. I can get them pumped. But it's because of, it's because of capitalizing on that underdog Cinderella story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, while we've been talking about this, too, another thing that has come to mind for me is, um, you know, another – Another one of those captivating parts of, of March Madness is whenever you have the the exciting moments at the end of the game, um, where you know they've got to they've got to either come back or they've got to make a, a tough shot uh, under heavy defense or something. And I think there are some some lessons to be taught or some conversations we could have in class about grit and tenacity and, you know, uh, being able to do some of that stuff too. So anyway, that's just, that's just some stuff that I, that I was thinking about. So, um, Dave, do you want to tell them real quick if, if we wanted to find that, um, any of the stuff that you've written either about this or about anything else, uh, do you want to point everybody in, in the direction of that? Absolutely. You can go to DaveBurgess.com to find the blog. If you Google Dave Burgess repurposing March Madness, the post will pop up. And you can always find me on Twitter at at Burgess Dave. My name just flipped around to Burgess Dave. All right. This was great. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate you having me on the show. Thanks for listening to the Ditch That Textbook podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love it, be sure to leave a review and rating on iTunes to help others find the show. Thanks for listening and happy ditching.